0: Construction on the Eglinton Crosstown began well over a decade ago. It was supposed to be operational by 2020. Here we are in 2023, and not only is it not running, but we don't have an opening date, but it will not be in this calendar year. Uh, Yesterday, Phil Vester was, or Verstern, I should say, was uh, one of the people who was at the microphone and explaining that uh, he has a date maybe in his mind, but he's not going to tell us, so I guess we won't be disappointed. Appointed. Phil Verster joins us right now. Good morning, sir.
1: Good morning, John. Thanks for having me.
0: So, if we didn't have a date and there was nothing new to update, um, why did you call the press conference yesterday? Uh, John, it was a technical
1: conference um, for the media and for the public, and we shared a huge amount of information. Um, we, the most contentious item for sure is the fact on whether we're willing to uh, declare a date. And and I can talk to you about why I felt it's better that we don't. But to your question, we shared information on what the phases of testing were, how many phases of testing there are, where the tests are, a whole dashboard of KPIs. And I think what's important is we're going to do this every two months going forward, give full transparency of where we're at.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about the business of you having a date in your mind but withholding it um, all through our show today. People have called that absurd. They've said it's a circus, um, the, and and there's a degree of impatience. I think that is completely understandable. This thing is way over schedule, and we still don't have an idea of the finish line.
1: Yeah, and and I, I'd like John. I'd like to just start by saying, absolutely, are accountable on our side. We are. Um, we are disappointed that the progress is in a state which we can't give a clear date at this point onwards. So no, no lack of uh, empathy for the type of opinions that are being expressed out there. We understand how communities feel. And the d- decision we have to make here, John, is the following. is Where previous dates were always done on a, a, on a belief that those were achievable, I'm actually seeing in the last couple of weeks issues that have manifested itself during the testing commissioning phase, which is the high risk phase, which leads me to, even though I have a very, very good, we have a very good as a project team, a very good understanding of what the likely dates can be. It is too uncertain with the types of issues that arise to actually declare that date. I'm not going to put a date out there if I'm not confident that it's date that is realistic and that we can stand behind. And so what we have asked everyone to consider is we are halfway through the testing commissioning phase. This is when stuff are found and when stuff are fixed.
0: Right, but that should be part of the critical path, shouldn't it? It
1: absolutely is. But as we go through this phase, stuff happens. Let me give you an example. Three weeks ago, out of the blue, CDS informed us that the rolling stock fleet, was, had, had issues with maintenance and was not available for the ongoing training of the crews that, um, that would be driving the trains in the future. That will have a, a couple of weeks, potentially, more than a couple of weeks, um, may even be more than four-week impact on the critical path and then on an opening date. That was in no schedule anywhere, and that's the type of risk that when it comes out of the blue like that, it shifts the date significantly. I want to get, I want to get CTS and the delivery and the pro- project preparation for customer revenue service. I want to get it advanced through this phase, more of these risks flushed out and fixed so that when we give a date, it's a date that co- the community can work with. And we commit it to every two months, give okay. a progress update on where we're at.
0: This consortium has, has, has proven to be unable to deliver something on time. Why, do we still, why are we still doing business with them? Yeah,
1: that's exactly the type of question that, that's reasonable and the best, the best way to look at that particular issue, John, is, is as follows. This consortium is made up of four good companies, two of them global, strong companies that have the capability to deliver a project like this. This is the most complex transit project in North America. This project has been affected by COVID, such as many other projects. So we talk about a three year delay. We've been very public and yesterday shared it as well. There was a year lost in design complexities resolving design. Which CTS is accountable for and are bearing the cost for? There's a COVID impact of about seven months on the program, and so when you when people look at the three-year delay, for sure there are complicating factors here. But this is the best company to deliver and complete the project
0: from where we are now. Are and, these and- are, are these same people going to be building the Ontario
1: line? No. The Ontario, line, the Ontario Line, we've got four different contracts, and not CTS as a group of four companies aren't bidding for any of those contracts, but individual companies that make up CDS are very active players in, in, in many different projects um, that we are constructing
0: Phil Verster is here, CEO of Metrolinks. So let me play you a clip from a conversation I had a half hour ago with the NDP transportation critic, Joel Harden. This is a mess. And the premier and the new transportation minister have to walk on down there to Metrolinks offices and demand accountability. And that's why we've asked for Mr. Verster to be let go. His contract's up on Monday, but in any other company, in any other workplace, you don't fail upwards. you got to demand accountability from the top. All right. What, what's your reaction to that? Very publicly
1: said yesterday, I fully accept that we're accountable and, and, and I lead this organization. We do, we do everything we possibly can on all of our projects. In the final analysis, I've got 200 people on the project that manages the commercial interface and the design. The contractor has got 1,200 people on the contract. CTS has got 1,200 people that are doing the testing and executing the work. If part of their work falls behind, they bear the commercial consequences of that. And, And so I just want to give some context here, John. People say people don't necessarily have their numbers accurate when they talk about the budget. There was originally a budget for 12 billion dollars that included the construction cost of 5.5 billion for CTS included the tunnel cost included the property acquisitions and all of that. We are currently at 12.6 billion less than 5% over budget. And the extra 600 million were settlements that were reached through litigation and reached through agreement with cts and approved by the board and approved by the province so to say the project is in chaos is not actually correct we are at a very difficult stage of the project with testing and commissioning all transit projects complex projects have that we are not proud of the fact that it's late the commercial consequences for that is borne by cts and those companies as it should be and we are, at times, being criticized for being too uh, commercially too tough with our contractors. But we are defending the public purse, and we're within 5% of budget.
0: Okay. So I can't imagine anybody complaining about you putting their nose to the grindstone. Uh, is it true that you are in line for a new three-year deal that uh, will grant you a raise on Monday? I I have no...
1: Correspondence, know nothing. I've not asked for anything. I've, I'm just humbled to be involved in this project. Um, what decisions have been made have not been uh, written to me about. And I, I'm really? just that, that working seems, away.
0: That seems a little chaotic. My company tends to try and lock me up. What
1: can I say, John? I'm sure I'm going to get information about this, in the formal, formal information about this in the days to come. In the meantime, I work at the pleasure of the Minister. We are totally committed, John to just complete this project at the soonest possible opportunity.
0: Okay, you've been generous with your time. I have one last question and maybe this is an entirely impractical idea, but I was floating to the transportation critic, the idea that on your website you should list every single one of the issues that you are addressing and then put a green check beside each one as you address it. Be completely transparent with the public about what isn't working.
1: Our, our two two monthly technical reviews is going to try and do exactly that. So I'm going to think about how we take the deck, which we with the facts, which we handed out publicly yesterday, and put it on the website. So I'm going to take that way, John. And next time we speak, I'll give you an update.
0: Okay, good to know. And I'm glad that you folks have, uh, have broken your silence because it's been forever I've been waiting for an update like this one. Thank you. John, you should invite me more often. All right. I, I will. I will. It's a hot file. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Phil Verster is the CEO of MetroLinks.